What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Welcome to our friends wherever you may be in the world today. This is Steve Schallenberger with the Becoming Your Best Global Leadership Podcast. And today's podcast is about winning at communication. And communication can be so fragile. One of our friends and practitioners of the 12 principles of highly successful leaders from Becoming Your Best wrote, and she had just read one of our daily quotes Uh, This was the quote, I know you think you understand what you thought I said, but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant. (laughs) That's been attributed to Alan uh, Greenspan, and she indicated that that very day, that's exactly what was happening between her and her husband. They were trying to communicate, and it just wasn't working, and the results were stress, hurt feelings, and and frustration. And it's really interesting. There's certainly humorous aspects to this fragile communication of how it may be at times. Uh, Recently, just this last week, at an annual retreat in Cabo San Lucas, the resort had shuttles. There are golf carts that would take you from your building, your group of rooms, to the main reception area or wherever you needed to go onto the resort property. And uh, at the reception area is where we would take the main shuttles, a minibus or, or a bus to town or wherever we were going to go for a particular event. And so there is usually a bit of a wait for the golf carts, which are the shuttles from the various property, you know, the units. And there's, this is about a three to four minute walk to the reception area. Well, anyhow, we had an activity all set, and one of the individuals was a bit late. He got the times a little bit crossed. And the whole group was waiting uh, in the shuttle, the bus, up at the main reception area, getting ready to push off. So I called this individual and indicated we were in the shuttle waiting. Uh, he said, oh, he said, I got the time wrong. And he indicated that he'd be right downstairs. <clears throat> and um, so we were waiting in the shuttle at the reception. And all of a sudden, it occurred to me that he may think we were waiting for him downstairs in the shuttle, further delaying things. So I called him back. He said, oh, I'm so glad you called. He said, I thought you were downstairs in the shuttle, not up at the reception area in the shuttle bus or waiting with the whole group. Well, what a difference that made. Uh, that would have just really extenuated the problem here. Uh, and as it was, that good communication was helpful. We knew he was coming. We knew how long it would be. <clears throat> and it helped everybody be a little more at peace. <laughs> it was interesting because later that evening at dinner, overlooking the ocean, uh, we were going to take a group photo of about 30 people but two individuals were missing. And so as we sat there in, in our special area at the restaurant, I asked at our table if anybody had seen David, at which the reply came, 
he's here. And I, re- I inquired, well, where? He said, well, he's here at the property. <laughs> I'm looking around all over right within our area there. And what they intended was he's here on this property. They said, I just saw him 10 minutes ago. We laughed because I thought here meant at the dinner. So this is just underscoring uh, how fragile communication could be. And to underscore this with one more example, I was flying into Los Angeles for a meeting that was to be held at Pasadena, California. We happened to have an office in the Inland Empire, which is east of L.A., uh, just a little bit south of the city of Riverside. And I had arranged for my good friend and division manager, Doug, to pick me up at the airport. Uh, And because he had given me many rides from the airport, I indicated to him that I would be at the curbside uh, when I arrived. So uh, upon arrival, I went out to the curb. I called him to let him know that I was here, and he indicated that he would be there in just a couple of minutes, that he was very close to the airport. Well, after 15 minutes, I called back, and he responded that he was waiting at the curbside and had been there for a few minutes. And I asked if he was driving his Tundra, and he replied, yes. I said, well, I don't see it. (laughs) Well, he indicated that uh, what terminal that he was at, and I indicated that I was at Terminal 5. And all of a sudden, there was silence. As he said, well, I'm at Terminal 2. And then he mentioned at the Ontario airport, there is no Terminal 5. (laughs) And there was more silence and laughter from both of us, and then we realized when I said, Doug, I'm at LAX. (laughs) Uh, This is like an hour and a half away, right on the whole other side of LA. Wrong airport. (laughs) Well, we both got a great laugh out of this, and I told Doug I would just catch a ride to Pasadena and meet him there, but what a great lesson it was for both of us to be better at communication. Uh, And research shows that the cost for poor communication uh, in an organization is $26,000 per employee. Or I might add, it could show up as a broken or stressed relationship, which is maybe even more costly. So this is a staggering cost, and, and, and I believe it. It shows up in so many ways, and you can do better. We can do better. So how do you really win at communication? Well, I'd like to just suggest a few things that you and I can do of how we can win at communication. There are four things I have in mind today that I'd like to discuss and visit together with you about. Number one is to take 100% responsibility for winning at communication. It's nice if you can get two people that practice the principles of effective communication or a team or or a family or a whole organization. But that is often rare as far as my experience has been. And so who really has the responsibility for good communication in life? Well, you do. Your example can certainly help and inspire others. And and if you're a leader, all of us are really a leader in one way or another, you can actually teach 
being an effective communicator, or you can ask others to teach effective communication. But when it really comes down to it, you are responsible for the communication to take place. Uh, We can only control what we can control. We can't control other people and what they do, but we can control that we take the steps to be sure that we communicate well. So this is the first part, is realizing that you, or in my case, I am 100% responsible for winning communication. I can't blame others. I can't assume that others will uh, be effective communicators. I can only hope that would be the case, but I'm not going to depend upon it. So therefore, I'm going to act as if I have the responsibility. Number two, is be a clear communicator, both as a sender and a receiver. So in other words, be determined that you will not only be understood, but that you will not be misunderstood. One of my really great mentors, my first major mentor in my life, and I've been blessed to have a number of wonderful individuals that have helped me, both men and women that have been amazing. Dave Conger uh, taught me never to assume that others understand. He said, Steve, just don't assume. And uh, so thank you, Dave Conger. This will inspire everyone that you know. It's not a flash-in-the-pan effort. This is developing a set of behaviors that produces a consistent result of being a highly successful communicator. Here are a few things that you can do to be a clear communicator, both as the sender and the receiver. Uh, One is to communicate through every source possible. So as we take 100% responsibility, whatever it takes to get the job done. And so what's the job? Well, it is to confirm with the other person or team or organization that you have successfully communicated. Uh, Because the other person or team has confirmed this. That's how you actually know that you have communicated with them. So, example, as a sender, you can do this through face-to-face, email, text, telephone, snail mail. In other words, we use all of these resources to to win at communication. And go through a mental checklist when you're doing this, especially if, if, you're, if a meeting is involved and you're inviting others. What is it? What's the subject? What's the agenda? Uh, what time is it going to be? Where is the place? What's the dress? And what's the expectation? These few things help resolve a lot of issues and stress and, and concern that people have. So you can just preempt this right from the get-go. And the sooner, the better. So we really don't want to wait until there is a crisis by putting things off. And especially a highly successful leader works to avoid a crisis through timely and clear communication. So be determined that this is part of your personal and organizational core values, part of what your, your personal vision is that I will be a great communicator. I'll do it early. I'll do it often. I'll be sure that it's clear. I'll confirm the communication, and and that's really how you know. Now, as the receiver, confirm understanding. Thank the end. Now, this is important. Now, just listen how this takes place because it can either be in an emotional setting 
or where there's high trust and low emotion. But let's just think of the different circumstances. So as a receiver, and I like to think of this as side A and side B of a coin, it's, a set, it's both a mindset and a skill set, and I'll under, underscore that in a moment. But when somebody shares something with you, again, you're now being the receiver, right? Thank the individual for sharing the information and simply confirm that you understand it. And you can do this by indicating or saying, let me be sure that I've got it. Is this what you're saying? And then be 100% focused on the listening and understanding. Be determined you will be the one that gets it. And if the item is of low emotion and high trust, you can just ask and clarify and confirm and be very efficient at it. Uh, on the other hand, if there's high emotion and low trust, simply listen. Uh, I love this quote from James 1.19, one of my favorite passages in the uh, New Testament. It's essentially this. I, I've kind of paraphrased it in modern language for me, but in a way that I can understand, it is be quick to listen, slow to wrath, and slow to speak. And really in that order. And if we can practice this, it, it, it takes communication as the receiver, you're a leader, to a whole new level. And again, highly successful leaders are the ones that really are great, at least work on being great at listening, being great as an effective communicator. Of the 12 things that I've seen, this is clearly one of them that, were, that was present with great leaders as they really worked on this area. And this particular one that we're talking about now, we've said sender. Okay, well, as a sender, I, as a really highly successful leader, I'm going to do certain things. But also as a receiver, what I'm going to do is facilitate whatever the situation be. If somebody's up close in my face and, and highly emotional, I can do something about it that is a game changer. And that is, you know what? Thank you for sharing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, let me be sure I understand what, what you're sharing here, what you're feeling, what you're saying. Do I have it right? Now, the minute you do this, this is absolutely being a game changer. And it is both a mindset and a skill set, right? In other words, the mindset is, I will be a great listener. I, I want to listen. I want to understand. I really don't understand or else this person wouldn't be upset or else, or, or I want to be sure I, I have this meeting. So this is important to me. That's the mindset. And if you have that mindset, then it's much easier for the behaviors to follow. The skill set, and this is one that you can practice. It's, I, I don't want to say it's easy because it may be one of the hardest of the 12 principles to practice. But the actual skill set it's not really complicated. It's this. It, it's thanks so much for being willing to share this. Let, let me be sure I've got it. You can practice this, that's, that, that simple skill set all day long until you nail it and watch it. Watch what happens whenever you do it. It gets a different result because the emotion level goes down. The trust level starts going higher and backed up with 100% genuine attention. In other words, listening with your eyes, you're looking at the body language and your heart 
what are they feeling in your ears? What are the words? You can really capture this pretty well. So that is what we can do as a receiver is mindset. I am, I really care. I want to listen, understand, and skill set, practice these words. It, it doesn't have to be the words exactly because it's, what, it's what's in your heart and people will feel it. But thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. And let me be sure that I've got it. So you can just practice this back and forth with another person. It can be a lot of fun. But when, the, when it's knuckles down and the time comes for you to exercise this kind of leadership of becoming your best type leader, uh, watch the difference that it makes. Okay, so those are the first two. Uh, the first one is uh, take 100% responsibility for winning at communication yourself. You take the responsibility. Uh, number two, of course, is to uh, be a clear communicator, both as a sender and a receiver. And as a receiver, you can facilitate, facilitate a great deal. Okay, number three is do your best to create an upbeat, positive spirit in communication. This is setting the tone. Uh, Maya Angelou has this great quote that people won't remember so much what you say, but they will definitely remember how you made them feel. And this is the idea. It's a feeling that you can create. And so be pleasant, patient, and, and kind in communication. Uh, be determined that you'll be a light and a positive influence. See, this is back to the mindset part. And all of this, by the way, you can describe in your vision, which can be extremely powerful in defining your direction of how you live uh, and having a great influence on your behavior. Because being short and impatient contributes to communication going straight down the drain. <laughs> Uh, not only does it destroy trust, it makes people feel bad. People want to just throw in the towel. And so doing your best to create this upbeat, upbeat positive spirit and communication is enormous. Being pleasant and patient. Being patient, oh my goodness. Patient is knowing that, listen, I don't, I don't have to get my point across this very second. Let, let me just take time to listen. And I don't e may not even have to solve this problem this very second. There may be time to do it and really be thoughtful about it. But patience works miracles. And, of course, being kind. So working through problems in an inspired process like the six steps of problem-solving, planning, and uh, execution in other words, the transformation challenge, taking that challenge is a way to do this, is realizing that you have a tool that's uh, very positive, that helps us think in, in a uh, thoughtful, reasonable manner, then allows us to get to a better place. Okay, so I'm just going to repeat these three out of four. Number one is taking 100% responsibility for winning at communication. Uh, number two is be a clear communicator, both as a sender and a receiver. And there are things that you can do with each one to make a difference. Number three, do your best to create an upbeat, positive spirit in communication. And we can do this by being pleasant regardless of somebody being in our face. 
or being unreasonable uh, by being patient and kind and then realizing we can get to a better place. But you can help set that tone. And number four is create a positive conversation that produces positive change. Now, this is a sender skill, both a mindset and skill set all the way. Here is the skill set. So we just said in terms of being a good uh, listener, the skill set as a receiver is, well, thank you and let me be sure I've got it. Well, as a skill set, as a sender of being able to communicate whatever is on your mind, being able to, you may have a problem that you've been wanting to solve. Well, let's solve the problem. Let's share our feelings. Let's, let's have the courage to go forward, but let's do it in a way that exercises highly successful leadership. And this is why it's becoming your best type way of doing things. And so here is specifically the skill set we can use to get going. I've been thinking about X, whatever it is. Now, I've been thinking that if we can improve on this, it would help everyone. And I would be grateful to get your thinking on this, or I'd like to get your thoughts. That's the skill set. That's how we get into any discussion, and look what a difference it, it makes. It's inclusive. You're on the same side as solving problems together with someone, and, and then you can go to work on things. How do you see this? Then go back to listening. I call this side one and side two of the key, the two different skill sets. Uh, one is the receiver, thank you. Let me be sure I've got it. Side two is I've been thinking about something, Whatever it is that's been on your mind that you think is worth bringing up and you're not going to just be a wet towel and let people stomp all over you, uh, you're a highly successful leader, right? And so we create or at least present things of, of how we can create positive change. We're not even saying we're right or wrong, but we've got this idea that we think things can be better. So side two is I've been thinking about X. And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. How do you see it? And, uh, and then go back to listening. Side one, side two. Share your intent. Sometimes you not, may not be great uh, on the words itself, but let them know, here's what I'd like to accomplish. I'd like to just get to a better place, and I, I realize we're best off doing this together. And the other person may explode. <laughs> Yikes, but it does happen. A good way to apply this is just think about your company and client relationships. Uh, you may have a feeling from time to time that something's not right. Uh, I've seen this go both ways. Uh, we have uh, somebody that is a service provider to us right now, and things really just aren't right. Something's not right. And, and unless it's fixed, this actually could end up in us trying to seek a different type of relationship uh, or, and vice versa. Perhaps we have a customer that things we feel may not be just right the way they should, and we need to take action. So the question is, how much is a client relationship really worth? And I would suggest to you far more than the $26,000 <laughs> that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. And there are many ways that you can get feedback. I mean, just ask, uh, you know, how are things going? Another way with employees or larger groups or even one or two people, you can uh, 
send out and invite feedback on the continue, start, stop. One sheet of paper, three words on it, continue. What kind of things would you like us to continue doing that work well for you? Uh, start. What kind of things should we start doing that, aren't, that, that would be helpful, that would help us do a better job for you? And third, what kind of things should we stop doing that aren't working? Uh, but at any relate, any uh, point, one of our, uh, an example of this is one of our senior managers <clears throat> and leaders sensed something was wrong or at least wasn't right with one of our very key clients. We'd worked with this client for many, many years, and uh, he just sensed that things were off. And so he called and asked if he could take the client to lunch that day. And it happened that the client was available. Uh, Matt, who is our manager, drove two hours across Los Angeles, and his intuition was right on. Uh, by the time the lunch was done, he had just listened and knew exactly where the client was. He helped to resolve some of the issues that seemed to be uh, present at that time and opened the channels of communication wide open. Uh, the trust levels really went way back up to at levels where they had always been, traditionally been. Something had taken place, and, and if it hadn't been addressed, uh, then things really could have gone south and fairly quickly in a way that nobody would have been happy with. So this seemingly simple act was a game changer. And in financial terms, it could have meant millions of dollars in revenues, but in human terms, they maintained a high level that was very satisfying and a meaningful relationship and friendship. And I'd suggest to you, by the time it's all said and done, yes, we transact business together. We do things. We accomplish things. And we help people realize their goals, whatever it might be. But far more important, really, after that transaction takes place are the relationships, the friendships that we've developed over time. And so... This type of communication uh, of creating a positive conversation that produces positive change is a critical one. We'll be right back to our episode. We often have clients that ask us, well, how can I go deeper on this? How can I really make this part of my life? And well, there are a number of things that you can do, but one of those uh, things are that Becoming Your Best has a breakthrough leadership conference twice a year one in the spring and one in the fall of the year in the beautiful mountains of uh, Utah. This year it happens to be April 19th and 20th. We also have one in, in October. But this is the type of experience where you can step away from your busy day-to-day -day, uh, routine and, and efforts to step back and really reflect upon these deep principles and how they can be such a vital part for your success and happiness. And this has been a tremendous resource for our clients. And so uh, this is something that you could take advantage of. Uh, more information is available on becomingyourbest.com. Uh, you can also call our hotline. You'll see a, a number there for special Becoming Your Best leadership pricing associated with this podcast. You can just ask about it. Another thing you can do, of course, is invest in uh, the book Becoming Your Best, uh, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's really very reasonable. You can go to our website for a signed copy. One of my 
Friends, a senior VP of a very significant financial institution here in the United States, uh, Marshall Popke, uh, shared with me this thought not long ago. I said, you know, some books you read and you check them off the list. They go back on your bookshelf. And he said, I may not even pick it up again. He said, Bec- but Becoming Your Best is a book to read and reread. It's, it's one of those where you can study it and go back to. The 12 principles are timeless. And they need to be reviewed. Uh, And you might just feel a need to open just one chapter, for example, on being an effective communicator. When you feel that there's a need and it allows you to get back on top in this particular principle and to refresh yourself. I've always appreciated Marshall and his perspective and thank him for that. Well, those are just a couple of things that you can do. We'd love to have you at our Breakthrough Leadership uh, Conference. That's an amazing experience, well worth the investment, or simply invest in, uh, if you don't have one already, becoming your best book. Now back to the podcast. Well, we hope that this podcast today on winning at communication has been helpful for you. I'd like to just share a few of my favorite quotes on communication. They teach me, they encourage me, and then we'll just go ahead and wrap up this podcast for today. Here are a few of them. One from (laughs) Albert Einstein. He said, if A equals success, then the formula is A equals X plus Y plus Z, with X being work, Y being play, And Z, keeping your mouth shut. (laughs) I love it. Well, there is a place to do that, isn't there? And then I always uh, enjoyed this comment by Carl Menninger, a tremendous uh, resource, psychologist and um, leader resource. Listening is a magnetic and strange thing. It's a creative force. The friends who listen to us are the ones we move towards, And when we are listened to, it creates us. It makes us unfold and expand. Well, he's really just describing leadership. That's what highly successful leaders do, and people like being around them. Uh, Scott Peck shared in his fabulous book, you cannot truly listen to anyone and do anything else at the same time. Well, that is a great reminder Uh, of what it takes to be a good listener. And our friend Wayne Dyer uh, once stated, what comes out of you when you are squeezed is what is inside of you. Well, very interesting. What we're talking about is how do we change our, our, our natures when the pressure builds up to do the right things. And this is comes about when we put these type of things that we've been talking about in our personal vision and Uh, which represents our core values. I love this one by Edward Richards. The wise old owl lived in an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. And the less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we all be like that bird? (laughs) Uh, Just a couple of more. So practice listening. Rather than waiting for your turn to speak, let the person finish. Let them get the concept out. Give them your full attention. They'll appreciate the courtesy. You'll look more intelligent, and you both may find the right answer to the problem. I love that by Buck Woody. And the final two here, 
In some South Pacific cultures, a speaker holds a conch shell as a symbol of temporary position of authority. Leaders must understand who holds the conch, and that is who should be listened to and when. Well, that's a very interesting perspective. Gets back to what really, regardless of what your position is in an organization, that we are highly successful listeners, which create highly successful leaders. And last of all, envision a conversation in which each person is listened to with respect, even those whose views are different from yours. This is all possible in conversations of the heart. Well, it's been great visiting today. Let's just review what we have visited about. Number one, in order to be a highly, to win at, at communication and to be a highly successful leader, take 100% responsibility for winning at communication. Number two, be a clear communicator, both as a sender and a receiver, to be sure that the communication takes place. Number three, do your best to create an upbeat positive spirit in communication. Be pleasant, patient, and kind in your communication. And number four is create a positive conversation that produces positive change. And we've said that, that there are things that we can do, side one and side two, that help us as a receiver and a sender be very good at what we do, both the mindset and the skill set. My invitation to you is to be determined you will be a highly successful communicator. And, and we do this by winning at communication, taking the responsibility. We can't control other people, but you can control you. Work on a genuine mindset. Make it a permanent part of your life. And then work on the skill set today and every day. And if you blow it, just apologize and try again. I promise you that as you do, you will get better and better. And you will get better and better results. As you practice these things, they will bring you great peace, happiness, and better relationships, and ultimately outcomes. And you will win at communication. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best, wishing you a great day. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.